times of crisis, myths have their historical importance. Winston Churchill. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and recently I did an episode about 10 common historical myths that simply refuse to die. That one covered myths from the mistaken notion that Napoleon Bonaparte was short, he wasn't, to the ridiculous conspiracy theory that Shakespeare didn't actually write the plays attributed to him. He did. Now I stopped at 10 to keep the episode to a manageable length, but that meant leaving out a lot of other myths. Today I want to give you five more historical myths that, while perhaps not as prevalent as those earlier ten, still manage to cling to life today, long after they've been debunked. Number one, Christopher Columbus was a visionary who knew the world was round when everyone else thought it was flat. The attitudes toward Columbus have seen some massive swings in recent years, from hero to genocidal maniac and back again. As is often the case, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. One thing that is clearly a myth is that he was unique in his belief that the world was round, thus inspiring him to attempt to reach the East Indies by sailing west from Spain. In point of fact, by 1492 the number of people who believed that the earth was flat was probably greater than the number of flat earth conspiracists today, but not by much. That's because ancient scholars like Aristotle and Pythagoras had determined that the earth was round as early as 500 BC. By 240 BC, Aristosthenes had calculated the circumference of the earth with surprising accuracy. Columbus erred in believing the much smaller calculation made by Posidonius and recorded by Ptolemy. He thought the earth was 7,000 miles smaller than it actually is and thus didn't expect to encounter the new world between Europe and the Indies. Interestingly, as far as the myth is concerned, the idea that Columbus was alone in believing the earth was round comes from Legend of Sleepy Hollow author Washington Irving. In his 1828 book, The Life and Voyages of Christopher Columbus, Irving decided to spice up the story by inventing a conflict between Columbus and the Spanish geographers of his time. Columbus told them the earth was round, and they responded by essentially calling him a heretic. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Number two, Adolf Hitler snubbed Jesse Owens at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. The Berlin Olympics were supposed to be an exhibition of German Aryan superiority, so the dominance of a black American athlete was certainly not the result Hitler wanted. But Owens himself disputed the widely reported account that Hitler snubbed him after his victories. It is indeed true that Hitler did not shake Owens' hand after he won, but he didn't congratulate any winners after the first day of the games. He did congratulate the German winners on day one. As for Owens, he said that he and Hitler did exchange waves, and the press at the time even reported that the German leader gave the sprinter a, quote, friendly little Nazi salute, end quote. The leader that Owens took issue with was not Adolf Hitler, but American President Franklin Roosevelt. Roosevelt did not invite Owens to the White House, or even send a congratulatory telegram after his victory. After the Olympic Games, Owens said, quote, Hitler didn't snub me. It was our president who snubbed me. 
end quote. Number three, Vikings wore horned helmets. There's perhaps no more iconic or fearsome headgear in history than the Viking horned helmet. It's so cool that nearly every city in America has a high school football team that uses the image on their helmets, as do, of course, the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. Sadly, all of them are wrong. Point of fact, there's never been a horned helmet found at any Viking archaeological site, and no contemporary accounts of Viking raids ever mentioned them either. The first time the horned helmets appear is in the mid-1800s, in paintings by Scandinavian artists, in the 1870s Wagner opera, Der Ring des Nibligen, 800 years after the Vikings' heyday. Number four, every American colonist supported the revolution against Great Britain. Our history books, at least in America, paint a picture of the revolution in which every colonist was in favor of independence, except for a few misguided, tea-loving traitors. In fact, the Revolutionary War was in many ways our first civil war for several reasons. The taxation without representation rallying cry that helped trigger the revolution in the first place mattered far more to the rich landowning class than to the poorer colonists. Many colonists were more than happy to remain loyal to Brit- remain loyal British subjects, particularly in the southern colonies where the British market for cotton was crucial to their way of life. Many historians today estimate that there was an almost even split between those supporting independence and those wanting to remain British. After the war, roughly 60,000 loyalists fled the new nation as refugees, something we conveniently leave out of most American history books. Number five, Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation ended slavery in the United States. Now, it might not be fair to call this a myth as it's more of an incomplete understanding of the event. The Emancipation Proclamation, which was issued on September 22, 1862, and became effective on January 1, 1863, did not end slavery in the entire country. It actually only freed the slaves in the ten states that were still, at that time, in rebellion and not under Union control. It did not include Tennessee, which was under Union control, or the slave states that remained in the Union, Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, and Missouri. There was also no way for the North to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation in those areas of the Confederacy it had not yet recaptured, but the proclamation had the effect Lincoln intended. It kept France and Great Britain out of the war. Slavery as an institution did not officially end across the entire country until 1865 with the ratification of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. So that's five more of the countless historical myths far too many people still believe. I'll get to more in the coming weeks, but for now, let's stay vigilant about these. There's far too much revisionist history out there today, and it's time to stand against it. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining if you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes thanks a lot